as we will have the final viewing from the family the final viewing from the family will take place at this time Can we have the quorum, please, in the back? Thank you.
From the oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job, the words are printed in Job 121. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We come and we gather in this sacred space to celebrate and commemorate the life of Deacon Nathaniel Chambers. And as we gather in this space, even in the midst of death, we have to have the testimony. If you know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, that the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. So I need for you to, as we prepare to celebrate and commemorate uh, a great life and a great legacy. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek the move of God in this moment. Lord, the songwriter said, we'll understand it better by and by, but by and by is not right now. And as we come to you, oh God, and we seek and sense your presence, we don't have to ask you to stop by because you're already here. But God, if you would, in your own sovereign and divine way, show yourself strong and mighty. Manifest your glory in this moment for this wife, these sons, these grandchildren, these siblings, family, friends, and fellow disciples. So we can worship you, even with tears making a racing track down our face. So, Lord, would you give us ears to hear in the spirit to gather and glean what you desire for us to have even in this moment? For your word reminds us in Romans 8, 28. And we know all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are the called according to your purpose. Thank you because Deacon Nathaniel Chambers loved you and he was called to salvation and he said yes and that's what we come to celebrate today so in the name of jesus holy spirit have your way amen we will have a singing of the hymn from our male chorus we'll understand it better by and by dr redmond will then come and give us scripture readings from the Old Testament and Reverend James Burney from the New Testament Prayer of Comfort will be done by Reverend Brenda Richardson. We'll have another musical selection from the male chorus. And then Dr. Redmond will come and give further instructions as far as tributes and other aspects of this worship experience.
better by and by. Our Old Testament reading is found in Psalm 121. Beginning there at the first verse, it reads like this. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Reading is one thing, but application is another. Thank you. A New Testament scripture is coming out of John, the book of John, 14th chapter, verse 1 through 6. And it reads, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus' response was, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The word of God for God's people. Let us pray. Almighty God, maker of heaven and earth, we humbly come to you on behalf of our sister Pat, her sons, grandson, and hosts of relatives and close friends and church family. We come to you because you are the only one that can untangle their emotions that are wrapped in faith and questions. God, only you can untangle the unexpected that has ended in the loss of brother beloved Nate Chambers. Heal, touch, bless. We don't understand it today, but you do. So as this family struggles to accept the unexpected, you are saying to them, take my hand. Let me carry your heavy load. I am your heavy load bearer. I'm going to carry you through this all. 
heal, touch, bless. Now, God, comfort this family as they have to wrestle with words they have never planned to use, like loneliness, silence, and goodbye. We simply ask that you continue to be there for them and with them. Heal, touch, and bless. Holy Spirit, be the comforter that you promised to be in the Old Testament and be the comforter that you poured out in the New Testament as this family faces a new reality. Be with them. Hold their hands. Guide their feet. Warm their hearts. Calm their fear. For the God you have said to them, you've got some promises that they can stand on. You said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Stand on that. You said, fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. Stand on that. You said, I will strengthen you. Pat, stand on that. You said, I will help you. Boys, stand on that. You said, I will uphold you with my right hand. Family, stand on that. Stand on the promises of God. May the God of peace be with you today and tomorrow and the tomorrows that follow and the tomorrows that follow that. May the peace of God be with you all. Amen.
the solid rock I stand. He's my rock, he's my rock, oh the solid rock I stand. When the stormy wind blows, when the stormy wind blows, I know where I will go, I know where I will go. Son of the rain, I will call on your name. When the stormy wind blows, I know where I will go. I know where I will go. Yeah.
to be here today to celebrate the life of our dear brother. I want to thank Reverend James Burney for reading our New Testament scripture and a very powerful, powerful move in prayer by Reverend Brenda Richardson. And we ought to thank God for the St. Paul Mill Chorus. Come on, let's thank them for leading us with singing during this wonderful, wonderful worship experience. To God we give the glory, great things he is doing. I want to invite the following to come to my right, your left, and um, there's a mic there for you to give your words of tribute. I want to invite Sister Barbara Phillips, Sister Altamese Hankerson, Deacon Reggie Ross, and finally the Chambers family. Please come in that order and please be aware of the time limit that we've given of two minutes but please allow the Lord to use you during your time. Come on and put your hands together for those who will come and give a word of tribute. Good evening. And give an honor to the pastoria and ministry staff and the family, and all the friends. I met Nate about 35 years ago through my husband, Lewis Woodson Phillips, who's deceased now, and may he rest in peace. They were best friends. They went to school together. And in that 35 years, I learned that being a best friend of my husband's, they had this nickname, which was called Blue Blood. Wilson called Nate Blue Blood and Nate called Wilson Blue Blood and heaven knows where they got that name from. But also in that 35 years, I learned that Nate, and I call him Blue Blood, so I'll call him Blue Blood. Blue Blood was a loving and caring man. He was, you see, God put us on earth to be a blessing to others. And Blue Blood was a blessing to others. 
He did so much for me and my family. And I just thank him. And I thank God that I thanked him even before he passed. And I thank God that I was with him Saturday night before he got sick. God is good. And God, he doesn't do anything wrong. And when Blue Blood come over to my house, if my kids are there, my two daughters, they laughing and talking. How you doing? <laughs> if I was on the phone with them, he got on the phone messing with them. They loved the Blue Blood too, and Blue Blood loved them. I also learned that Blue Blood loved his wife, Pat. He loved his two sons, Nate and Jeremy. And Lord have mercy, here come that grandson. His little handsome self, Miss Barbara, love you. Blue Blood was special. And to round it off, I'll just say that he was a genuine person. And we will never forget him. God loves him best. But remember, while you wait, you might have to stand in the rain. While you wait, you may have some heartaches and pain. While you waiting for his promises to be fulfilled in your life. Remember God's never late, so just praise him while you wait. Wait. My friends may not stand by your side. But Lord, just wait, 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 Good afternoon. Before we move forward, let me, if I could, set the tone and tenor for this worship experience. I'm going to ask that when you come, do what has been asked of you. Um, we want remarks to be, re be made, and if we can stick to that, that's going to make things move a whole lot smoother. So if we could govern ourselves according to the task that has been asked of us, I would greatly appreciate it. If I have to stand up, that ain't a good thing. So let's continue. Pastor, but it's going to be a job, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and the thing about it is that we're supposed to be rejoicing. Everybody's sitting up here quiet, like you don't know what's going on. And this is a rejoicing time. This is a rejoicing time. So I thank God today for my part in this. And my part of... My part in... My, my part in meeting Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers was my yard man, but he was more than that. Anything break, anything crack, 
Anything need to be put together, I call him. Mr. Chambers, bring your tools with you today. And he did. But not only that, we talked about the goodness of God. When he finished doing that yard, and then I got to ride down the road and see that he left it out. And then I say, well, Mr. Chamber, I said, the next time, even up to Saturday night at that wonderful, wonderful celebration, had God bless you. He blessed you all to have that special moment, have that special moment with him. And as he walked me out, I looked at him. I said, Mr. Chambers, I said, it's been two weeks now. I said, and that grass growing. I said, when you come, you bring that rake now. So you can rake up that grass you leave on that other grass. And he looked at, he had a smile about him. He looked at me, he said, bend down. Miss Hankerson, we're going to take care of you, sweetie. <laughs> Praise God. But I just want to tell you all that God is good and he's not there. You know he's not here. He's not here. All the good stuff been taken out. He's not here. And I want to say this and I'm going to sit down, Pastor. Don't you stand up. Uh, <laughs> Don't you stand up on me. <laughs> and I want to say that we have a job to do. We have to be a light. We have to be a light. And when God, whenever we cross the path, he has a reason and purpose. Sometimes it's for a day, a week, a year. But we have a purpose. But I thank God for the life he lived. I thank God that he was part of my life. And I'm just saying to you all, know him. Serve him. God love us, and he want us to love one another. And one thing, in Christmas coming, Jesus is the reason for this season. And we have to think of those that are less fortunate than we are. So let's love on one another. And love ain't something you talk. It's something you do. And when you do that, then God will bless you. And when it's your time to go and stop sitting up here and so sad, because it ain't a sad occasion. <laughs> It's hard to follow, but I am thankful and grateful for this opportunity to my brother, uh, Nate Chambers. Uh, I first give honor to God for allowing me this opportunity and thanking him for being in my life. To my pastor, Dr. Scott, and other ministers on the roster, to Miss Pat and Nate Jr., Jeremy, the entire Chambers family, it truly is an honor for me to speak about my friend and brother. And even though we served his deacons at St. Paul, we were far more than that. Uh, we were friends beyond belief. We talked football. We talked about family constantly. And um, Nate was a true, true friend to not only me, but my entire family. I first met Nate back uh, in the early part of uh, 2000 after we formed the men's choir here at St. Paul, and Nate joined the choir. Now, I will tell you, Nate had some play in him. <laughs> because when he was in rehearsal, and I'm looking back there in the back for my dear friend Leroy, he and Leroy together the rehearsal was no good. You could not have a rehearsal for those two. In fact, it got to the point 
that I had to put Nate in another section to get him away from Leroy because they kept so much stuff going on. But that was part of his nature. He was fun-loving. He was so giving. And, uh, you know, we would truly miss, miss that. Uh, as, as the years went on, uh, as a choir, we got to travel all up and down the eastern seaboard. And, and I remember some of the trips that we went on to Canaan Baptist Church of Christ in Harlem. We went to Convent Avenue Baptist Church in Harlem, Alfred Street Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia, High Street Baptist Church in Roanoke, and many churches in the Charlotte area and throughout the state of North Carolina singing. And we would have so much fun on those trips. Uh, if you were on the bus with us, it was a fun time for us. And then we would get to those locations and we sing our hearts out, give glory to God and get back on there and talk trash again, coming home. Now, Nate was very involved here at St. Paul. He served faithfully as a deacon here. But not only that, he served in numerous capacities here in the church, in men's fellowship. That's what it was called years ago. And then it became the men of valor. And he worked hard and diligently in those roles. And if you would come up here uh, on various uh, occasions that we had different services here at St. Paul, you could sometimes find him out in the parking lot directing traffic uh, as part of his duty. But anytime there was work to be done here at St. Paul, Nate would volunteer to do that work. And I'll tell you what, we, we all talk about the family, but i tell you one of the, the greatest things for Nate was when Trace was born. And when Nate used to come down in the aisle, the middle aisle with Trace holding his hand, he had the biggest smile on his face because that was the greatest joy for him to have Trace with him. You know, Nate often called me Brother Ross and our family shared many trips together in addition to the trips uh, from the men's choir. We did the Alaskan cruise together. Uh, then we had weekend trips. I remember uh, weekend at Bernie's, this cabin that we went to that we had so much fun. And we fellowshiped together and I am so grateful and thankful. Uh, Nate retired September 30th, and uh, I had a breakfast at my house for Nate, and we had so much fun, and those memories will linger on and on. My wife, Tina, worked with Nate for many years at Sterogenics, and, uh, you know, when Nate would come over to cut the grass and other yards in our neighborhood, they would always catch up on what's happening out at the plant. You know, just over a week ago, uh, we celebrated Nate's birthday and, and Pat's retirement at a celebration hosted by the boys, Nate Jr. and Jeremy. And we had such a fun time. Then the next morning, Pat called to say that Nate was lethargic and she had called the paramedics. I am truly thankful for the brotherhood that we had all those years, and I am grateful that the Lord put Nate in my life. I close with the words from a familiar hymn, Because He Lives, and then one day I'll cross that river, I'll fight life's final war with pain. But, and then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the light of glory. And I know he reigns. My friends saw the light of glory. And he is with our Savior. Rest on, my brother. You truly have fought the good fight. You finished the course. You have kept the faith. There is laid up for you a crown of righteousness. At this time, I would like to ask all of the members of the Deacon's Family Ministry of St. Paul to please stand. And I'd like to ask our chairperson, Scott Barnes, if she will come forward as we present our plaque to the family. And as she comes, the plaque reads, In loving memory of Deacon Nathaniel Chambers, St. Paul Baptist Church, 
Charlotte, North Carolina, Deacon's Family Ministry, December 3rd, 2022, Pastor Dr. Robert Scott. I don't think I did this since 2001 graduation Sunday when I was voluntold to do the call of worship. So, <laughs> so, so anything that went on in this church, this woman would be like, oh, yeah, I got two boys that would do it. And it was, it was no questions asked. And, of course, he would back her up because I didn't want no smoke with her, and I definitely didn't want no smoke with him. But I appreciate everybody coming, uh, St. Paul, your pastors, uh, family, friends, everybody. All y'all did was confirm everything I've thought all these years. The most selfless man I know, he would help at the drop of a dime, anybody. Every time I call, I'm going to miss them calls. He's like, pop good, pop good, pop good. He taught me, I don't know how to do everything on the car. I can do a little bit of something. So Reverend Bernie, don't ask me to change on alternate. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just appreciate everyone coming out, celebrating my pops. We're going to miss them. His legacy will live on. Trace, that's why you have his name. Your papa was a real one. He definitely was a real one. So like I said, I appreciate everyone. And I tell you this joke yesterday, just yesterday, I changed my brakes on my car. And it's the fastest, it's, the, it's the, probably the fastest thing I've ever did ever. And I came to my mom, I say, I had some help today. <laughs> Just to, echo off what, just to echo off what my brother was saying, first we want to give thanks to the pastor, uh, all the reverends and everybody for being here. Um, I don't know what I can say about my pops. He always used to call me Rock. Like, everybody had a different name for me, but that was his name for me. And as I got a little older, I gained a little weight. He started to call me Boulder. So, I mean, I had to. <laughs> I had to <laughs> my mama definitely didn't like that too much. She used to always say something about him. But, you know, over the last week or so, I mean, we, we've – you know, had a lot of people come by the house. A lot of people told a lot of stories about my father. And it's just one of those things, depending on where you met him at, you know, you might have met him in the church. You might have grew up with him. You might have, you know, might be one of his relatives. But just depending on when you meet him is depending on the stories you may have about him. And um, I, as the, you know, the obituary says, he joined the church in 81. I ain't going to say he had perfect attendance for all those years. But, I mean, you know, when you, when you, you know, when you live in a house where, where, faith is the number one thing we knew we could get through basically anything and he took us on a lot of roller coasters i'll say that but you know it's one of those things where it's like if you if you ever question god or ever think he's not real my pops was the perfect epitome of that he always he was always there he was he showed us how to be men. He always told us to take care of our mama, and we told him we do that, and we promised him we do it, and and, and we gonna hold true to that. And um, but it's just I, at the end of the day, all we ever got is faith and family. And I look out of here at all of y'all, and I don't see y'all as friends. I see all of y'all as family, and y'all are our family to the end. And it's just that faith put him back on. God just worked through him and. And he just did so much. And in the end, I just appreciate this, this church. 
for being there for him and, and put him on that road to just being the best man he could be for us. And, and we glad we could share him with all of y'all, and we going to miss him. We're going to miss him so much. And like I say, to this day, I mean, our faith has definitely been tested, you know, but we, we still here. We still kicking. We're going to put one foot in front of the other for him. That's all we can do. I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. Let me keep talking. I'm going to keep talking to the pastor come up there and take the mic from me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish. One last thing. <laughs> Oh, man. But seriously, though, and I, all in all, like I say, faith of family is all we got in the end, but love on your people, man. Like, things can change in a matter of seconds. And whatever you got going on with friends and family, whatever the negativity, y'all got to change that. Because life is too short. Life is too short. Like they said, we had a party Saturday. The last thing I told her was I love him. And that was the last thing he was able to say back to me. And I know for a fact that he loved me, he loved my brother, he loved my mama, and he loved his family. And um, I was listening to a song, it was a Stevie Wonder song yesterday. It says, as long as I got love, I can make it. And as long as I got that, and I got my faith in my family, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You've heard all the wonderful things about Nate. And I lived with him for 41 years. <laughs> so I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. But when I recollect on 2 Corinthians 15:7, it says, if a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. I saw through him that God made a new man, and it changed and transformed our whole entire family. So I give honor to God, to God today, for all the great things he has done. And St. Paul, St. Paul, for you that are new to St. Paul, you may look at this big church, but this is such an intimate, loving family. Uh, St. Paul is awesome. They're incredible people in this church. And I know that's why I have been able to stand because they have supported me so much during this time. So St. Paul, family and friends, I just want to thank you for each card, each text, each phone call, every morsel of food you bought by, I just say thank you. We love you. We will always be indebted to you for your kindness that you showed to us during this time of grief. Thank you. I really do believe that we can do a whole lot better that Pat and I has. Come on, all over this building, let's give God some praise. Come on, let's give God some praise. You saw this family stand here in their grief, and they gave words of thank you. Come on, you ought to say thank you back to them. Come on, give God some praise for them. Come on, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just want to say thank you to them 
for lending him to us. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of you. Thank you all so much for coming by here. And I echo their sentiments. Whatever you have done during this time of bereavement, if you sent a card, if you sent a text, if you stopped by the house, you took some food, we want to say thank you. But I want you to know something. It's, it's really easy before the funeral. Okay? It's really easy. Lots of people come by the house. They make a lot of phone calls, send a lot of texts. They bring food. But I want you to know that it becomes a little bit more difficult after today. So I need you all to do something. Can you agree with me that we are going to continue to call them? We're going to continue to send text messages and phone calls to them. If you agree with that, come on, let's give God some praise in here. We want you to know, Pat. We're going to be right here with you. Your family, your big church family, we're here for you in the days and in the weeks to come. There is something from the family that I would like to read, and it says the family would like to show their appreciation for Atrium Medical Neurology Department for all their support during this hospital stay. The love and support from the family will forever be cherished in our hearts, especially to the St. Paul Baptist Church family. You are an awesome, amazing, incredible people. Thank you all for caring for us. To God, we give the glory. Come on, let's thank God one more time. Thank God one more time for all of our, our words of appreciation. After the singing of the male chorus, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Please hear ye him.
family and friends who have come from near and far. And to all of us who are part of St. Paul Church, we have been blessed by the life of Deacon Nathaniel Chambers. And if he has really blessed your life, can you just give God praise and celebrate? Hallelujah. We honor and we reverence the spirit of the one who is the resurrection and the life, and that's none other than Jesus Christ, who was Deacon Nathaniel's savior. To his wife of 41 years, Deacon Pat, to his sons, Nathaniel II and Jeremy, and the family and friends, I want to thank the ministers of St. Paul Church who have provide a great lift and leadership and service today um, to the deacons of this great church, our male chorus who has blessed us with the melodic tunes of heaven. Uh, to our wonderful and capable ushers, thank you all so much to our audio, video ministry, our media team who has made sure that these services have gone out uh, throughout social media to our medical team. Uh, and I believe I saw them taking care of somebody in the back. They're always on point. Um, to our parking ministry who had to navigate a basketball game in the gym and these services. Thank you all so very, very much. And of course, to those who are providing funeral services as far as today is concerned, um, you know, I, I'm trying to be careful about how I say this. We have to, in moments like this give the opportunity to lament. And the reason that I say that is because um, death hurts. Even Jesus wept. The aspect of rejoicing doesn't mean you're happy, but it means that you have joy from another place that navigates you and empowers you to allow for tears to flow and still give God thanks. That's, that's what the, the essence of rejoicing means. It, it doesn't mean you're doing flips down the aisle. And, and doesn't mean that you're jumping around and shouting all the time. But that you have something that is internal as well as eternal that provides you the power to get beyond this. Um, so I ain't going to lie. I, I, this is the last place I wanted to be. Not for this. 
Not for him. Not today. Deacon Pat, not, not this. Now, you all can be super spiritual if you want to. I'm, I'm keeping the real. Nathaniel and Jeremy, y'all weren't looking to do this. And the beauty and the joy of this moment is that when you know that you know where a person will spend eternity, it makes this moment a little bit more bearable to deal with. What the Lord did for Deacon Nathaniel was change him from a good sinner to a good Christian. Because unfortunately, there's some good sinners who become bad Christians. And he's going to be missed. Yeah, this. Yeah, I wasn't ready for this. And I'm still not. I want to, if I could, because we got to get to the cemetery. But give me about 10 to 12 minutes and I'll be done. Paul writes to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I just want to lift up one verse of scripture. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding or excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor is not in vain. I want to talk about when Brother Nate moves from retirement to promotion. From retirement to promotion. My first Sunday here as pastor back in October of 2016, I vividly remember meeting Deacon Nate and Deacon Pat. After the service, they came up to me and gave me a hug and were very encouraging to me and very supportive in helping me to adjust to being the pastor of the St. Paul Baptist Church. Never in a thousand years would I have imagined that we would be here doing this, having the homegoing celebration for Deacon Nathaniel Chambers. He was rather kind, very gracious, very hospitable, and knew how to make you laugh. When I was listening to his son talk, I'm going like, ooh, he sounds just like his daddy. <laughs> he was the kind of brother that would literally give you the shirt off his back. And judging from the remarks that have been shared about his personhood and personality, he was one of the good ones. I still remember Reverend Bernie when the old school, that's us, the old school took on the youngsters, the new school in basketball. And Nate led us in scoring. And we beat up on those young pups like they had stolen something. 
But needless to say, after that game, I think all of us retired from playing full court basketball. And, and, and yet, in spite of the levity, I'm, I have to admit, I'm, I'm shaken. I'm shaken. In our human imaginations, we should not be doing this for at least another 20, 25 years. Like many of you, it's hard to imagine a world without Nate. His infectious laugh and whimsical smile put you at ease and it lifted your spirits. I know this is even more difficult for the love of his life, his wife, his partner in life and ministry, Deacon Pat Chambers. You shared 41 years of marriage, raising sons, doing the work of making a home and helping each other to become better people. Deacon Pat, Nate became a better man because he was married to you. To his sons, Nathaniel, the second and Jeremy, I know what it's like to lose someone you look up to. I know what it's like to lose a superhero in your life. The void this loss has created as a family, you'll never get over it. But God will give you the strength to deal with it with each passing day. To his siblings and other family members, losing someone like Nate is more than a tough loss. His transition is a broken link in your family, and it cannot be replaced. The news of his rapid demise from life temporal to life eternal is something all of us are grappling with, especially here at St. Paul. Anytime that the presence of the men were required, Deacon Nate was there. His service to this church is more than meaningful in the sense of him coming to St. Paul under Dr. Drummond, joining the church, serving under Dr. Moses' tenure and mine. He was a servant leader for the deacons, making sure that those that were under his care, he and Pat made sure that they had what they needed to know they were connected to the church. He was part of the men's fellowship, the men of valor. He sung in this choir. He's going to be missed why? Because they don't make them like him anymore. If we had our way, if we could be honest, Nate would be doing what we would normally do on Saturdays, getting ready for the last first Sunday of the year in his role as a deacon. I am still shocked that we are here doing this today. But songwriter was correct when those poignant words were penned. Time is filled with swift transition. Not on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. This song reminds all of us just how fast and fleeting life is. And it also serves as a reminder for anyone that's listening to me to get your business fixed with God. and Make sure you have a relationship with Jesus Christ intact. Because none of us in here from the choir stand through the back door know when the Lord will call our name. And he knows our name and one day all of us, saint and sinner, all of us, agnostic, believer and atheist, will answer the call whether we want to or not. And the question is, will you be ready? 
Deacon Nate was ready. Uh, Deacon Nathaniel loved God. He loved his wife. He loved his sons. He loved his grandchildren. He loved his siblings. He loved his church. And he demonstrated that by his work and his ethic. In the epitome of the writing of the Apostle Paul, today I share with you that Paul reminds us how we ought to always be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of the Lord. Paul writes a treatise to what's going to happen to any man, woman, boy, or girl who knows Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sins. Any man, woman, boy, or girl who declares allegiance and loyalty to that brown Palestinian Jew that God raised from the dead the third day after his death. Our frail bodies, our faulty spirits, our flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Our bodies were not made to live forever because it's been infected by a disease called sin. Therefore, because of sin, we have limitations and restrictions. There's only so much we can do in our body. But Paul tells us one day how we should all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that when that last trumpet sound, the dead shall be raised without corruption. The sounding of the trumpet meant that God was getting ready to show up. And Paul says something else. Paul says that one day this corruption must put on incorruption. And this mortality must put on immortality. God has promised all of us who know Jesus Christ in the part of our sin that we're going to get some brand new bodies that's going to be able to handle the fullness of the glory of God without shrinking or changing. It'll be demonstrated to the ultimate defeat of death, sin, and the grave that when God allows for that last trumpet to rise and we shall see him for who he is, God says whatever you thought you were doing well on earth pales in comparison to what I got prepared for you on the other side. You and I got victory because of our connection with Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life. This is, beloved, the epitome of what it means to be glorified. And yet Paul's foresight about the afterlife gives us insight about how we ought to live in the here and now. You and I are called to stand firm in our convictions about Christ. Don't hold back as far as sharing good news to somebody and remain committed to the work of the Lord because nothing we do for Jesus is ever a waste of our time. Uh, I'm getting ready to take my seat. Brother Nathan retired from sterogenics back in September, I believe, what, September the 30th? That was the date he retired. A retirement celebration was held in his honor. As people from near and far came to commemorate this milestone achievement in Nate's life. You all were able, by the grace of God, to tell and say good things to him. You, you all were able to, to give him his flowers while he was alive. He heard people say good things about him. You all had a great meal. You danced the night away. It was a good time had by all. 
he was making a shift from punching a clock to moving to his own drum beat. However, that Sunday morning, before Thanksgiving, Nate had a massive stroke, rushed to the hospital. The saints and others prayed for him. And we had hoped that Deacon Nate would get better and would still be with us. As a matter of fact, Deacon Woody referred to him as Iron Man. And he said, if anybody could overcome this, Iron Man could overcome this. However, in the Marvel Universe of the comics, even Iron Man had to die. Too much damage was done. Too much for him to overcome medically. But we thought that Nate was retiring from his secular job. But God was retiring him from this world and gave him a promotion. Who in the world gets a promotion when you retire? Deacon A. Chambers. I'm going to my seat, y'all, and I'm done. But usually when a person retires, he or she get a watch. Somebody engrave a clock and give it to them. Or they give you a plaque based upon your years of service. However, I'm glad to say that Deacon Nate got a promotion. And I want y'all to check out how this thing went down. That Deacon Nate uh, celebrated his retirement from his secular job on a Saturday, which is considered to be the Jewish Sabbath. The Jewish Sabbath is considered to be a time of rest and reflection. So on the Jewish Sabbath, he danced the night away. But then on Sunday morning, on the Lord's Day, he had a massive stroke. And then God decided to call him home on Thanksgiving. He danced the night away on a Sabbath, had a stroke on a Sunday. And the Lord gave him the ultimate promotion on a Thanksgiving day. I'm done, y'all. May the Lord bless you real good. But if you really want to give God praise, don't focus on the Sabbath, which was his day of rest. And don't get caught up on him catching a stroke on a Sunday morning. But Thursday was Thanksgiving. And if there's any reason that you and I have to give God praise, we got to give God thanks for the life of Deacon Nathaniel Chambers. Because can I tell you what we ought to thank God for? We ought to thank God because he moved from retirement to promotion. What did he retire from? He retired from the grime of this world and he got promoted to the glory of God. He retired from the hurt of the culture and he now basked in the holiness of God. He retired from the misery of this life and he now basked in the majesty of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. He retired from no more pain, no more sorrow, no more headaches, no more trials, no more troubles, no more tribulations. Thank you, God, for the life and legacy of Deacon Nathaniel Chambers. And when your journey is completed, 
And if to God you have been true, fair and bright your home and glory, your enraptured soul will view. Enjoy the view, Deacon Chambers, and we'll see you on the other side. heard in here today. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right to celebrate. We are celebrating the life and the promotion of our dear brother. Come on one more time as our funeral directors come in. Our male chorus is going to sing and we are going to have the worship services at York Memorial. We will complete the services at York Memorial Park. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. It's all right. It's all right. Hallelujah. The ministers are going to come to the floor and the male chorus is going to sing. stand I need some persons that will serve as flower bearers and those that will serve as pall bearers if pall bearers come to my right I need some persons particularly sisters if you would serve as flower bearers if you would come to my left okay garage your class that graduated with brother Nate you're supposed to be pall bearers come on down Come on down. And I believe the nieces are supposed to be flower bearers, so if some of you can come as well. I'm going to ask everyone with the exception of the family, would you please stand? This is how we will process out. Ministers, deacons come behind me, and then flower bearers and the pallbearers, and then the family will come. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going and who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. At this time, we'll have singing from the male chorus. For your mercy never fails. So deacons, if you will come and just be along the side of each wall, that'll be great. Thank you. 
just in case.